0: Let's move on. Mary Helmer's in. Hi. Hi,
1: Jesse. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> you too. Okay, yeah. we've
0: got lots to get through as well. Um, yes. First of all, i mentioned, by the way, if you're in the Wairarapa, Mary's doing a free talk for the public in Carterton next Thursday, August 4th at 10am, and that's run by Wairarapa. Word, uh, and it's in the Carterton Events Centre. Uh, there's room for a few, but it's first come, first served. So that's stories from a financial agony aunt. I don't know if I like referring to you as an agony aunt. <laughs>
1: oh, I love being called Do an you? agony aunt. Yes, okay, cool. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: fine then. Um, yeah. So that's for the people of Wairarapa. Before your regular topic today, I wanted to share a text with you that came in. It says, And it just came in today, and I thought we'd give it your urgent attention. I'm embarrassed about something that I'd like to check out with Mary Holm today if I can. I saw an article in the New Zealand Herald about a Bitcoin scheme saying that China had issued their first Bitcoin and was offering entry for New Zealanders at a good price. I joined and paid $250, and the next day I got a follow-up phone call from a firm with a mentor to help me negotiate and trade in the world market. It looks kosher, but I'm scared I've done something silly. It has a security code and a password known only to me. Please, Mary, what should I do?
1: Um, nothing. I, think, I mean, well, no, nothing with these people. It smells awfully fishy to me, doesn't it, you, Jessie? Um Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about this Chinese Bitcoin, but it kind of feels unlikely. And you, first, the first thing you've got to think about is... Going and putting money into an investment, what am I investing in and how is this going to grow wealth? You know, Mm -hmm. if it's shares in a company, the company's growing Mm -hmm. and your wealth's growing with it. But what's going on here? It smells very fishy. I would just say don't do anything more with them. Okay. And if they call
0: you back and try and convince you, hang
1: up. Yeah, Yeah, really. Um, But don't forget when. Well, actually, she's invited them to call her, hasn't she? So it isn't a cold call. But nonetheless, it sounds very dodgy to me. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the thing I would just add, uh, you're the expert on money, but I would just say that sometimes it seems very um, similar to a a New Zealand Herald or a legitimate paper site. Yes. Um, When 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 an ad comes up on your internet browser, it looks like you're going through to the newspaper, but often it's just a trick that they use. Yeah,
1: there's some really... Horrible, tricky stuff that goes on at the on the internet yeah. these days. Stick with rock solid investments, everybody. I guess um, you'll be wanting to get her
0: yeah. $250 back, or you know,
1: has she really put it in? Yeah, oh, has she? Oh, gosh, yes. Well, uh, yes, I would try your darndest to get it back. Um, yeah. uh,
0: unlikely that if it is a scam, they will be happy with $250 though, right?
1: Yeah, they're, they're sure what will probably happen is that the 250 Will do well in quotes, mm-hmm. and and you know, she, her, her 250 will turn into 500 or well, something. Well, that's when she is, get, takes it out, right? <clears throat> right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, if she can at that point. So yeah. that you know, it's often not easy. And the trouble is, then people say, Oh, I can double my money in yeah. two days here, and then you start putting serious money in, and then that it goes down a hole. A black hole
0: okay yeah, hope that is uh suitable um from Mary suitable thoughts on that from Mary now let's go to this week's topic and. You might wonder what does Mary Holm do uh, when she's not on the radio with Jesse? Well, <laughs> this morning she was at a financial services council summit. Yes, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I was playing reporter again. I mean, for years I was a newspaper reporter, and today I was actually along at a conference covering it. Um, the, so, the, what the financial services council is an, an organisation. The members are people in the finance industry. You know, banks and KiwiSaver providers and all, all sorts of people like that. Um, and they were challenged by the retirement commissioner Jane Wrightson a while back to do something about the fact that women are not as well off as men, mm-hmm. basically. And um, I wanted to just tell you about one particular session that I thought was really good, where they were talking about the the gender retirement gap now there were a whole lot of statistics said this morning and I'll just give you just one that mm. women tend to retire with 20% less mm-hmm. than men which is a, a pretty big gap and reasons for that some of them are fairly obvious the Christina Lang from um, NZIR the, the, the economics research outfit says labour force participation women <coughs> still doing less of that than men um pay gaps career gaps um because women are taking time out from the workforce more than men mm. to look after children and to look after elderly parents sometimes it's men but more often it's women um differences in confidence and knowledge which were two different things in financial confidence and so for example if a if a woman's in Kiwi saver she might be in a conservative fund where as a man might be more inclined to be in a growth fund mm-hmm. and over a lifetime they they say that can make three hundred thousand dollars difference in how much you get out in retirement mm-hmm. she or one of the people there said there's a lack of awareness by a lot of women of the consequences of their choices to go into lower risk Kiwi Saver funds, they think, oh, it'll wobble around less, I'll feel safer like that. And that's true. But it does mean that in the long run, they get less growth. Mm. The higher rich risk funds grow more. So um, it's, it, it, oh, Jane Wrights and the Retirement Commissioner also mentioned. Poorer access to education. This is what research has shown that women have tended to have poorer access to education. What we've got to think about with this too is it's not all about what's happening in 2022. Yeah, it's all we're looking at women who are coming into retirement, and so for for some of them, that difference access to education happened decades ago. Yeah, um, putting family first. The, the tendency for, for women to put their family first. So I was just sort of looking through my notes and I thought there were four different, well, basically three different areas where action was suggested about this because that was a real emphasis of this talk was we've had enough talk about this, about women doing worse than men financially. We've been talking about that for decades. We've got to have some some something happening. yeah um, A couple of suggestions for government, things the government could do, uh, quite simply, one person said that they could just make big, bigger, finance, bigger government contributions to KiwiSaver for women, mm-hmm. which would, you know, I can't imagine...
0: audacious <laughs> election policy. It
1: would. I can't imagine that happening. Or giving them bigger New Zealand super payments. Um, there, there are people who argue that women tend to get more from New Zealand super anyway because they tend to live longer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so they get it for more years. But... Um, There's also proposals around for universal carer payments, which are payments to people who are out of the workforce looking after children or elderly or people with disabilities. That's an interesting idea, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. A little bit like
0: a a universal basic income, but targeted at people who are caring. Yeah. And that is, you know... Underpaid, underappreciated, and yet contributes yes. so much to the New Zealand economy, That's right? right?
1: The, to the New Zealand Who looks economy. after the kids,
0: so the man can go to work and yes. you know do whatever he's in, doing. In, in a, a lot of cases. In yeah. a
1: lot of cases, yes, and and it isn't just the New Zealand economy; it's just the New Zealanders' well-being and altogether. You know, if you were looking after an elderly person, it might not be doing a lot economically, but it's doing a heck of a lot for just making New Zealanders better off yeah. as a whole, and so. So the, all of that's interesting. Um, There's another one here. Um, oh, one of the guys there pointed out, because there were some men there, there were, weren't many. It was a bit of a change because at this conference about 10% of the people there were men, mm. um, which was quite a nice change from usual. Um, that in the UK, this is what Hugh Stevens from, from um, Smart Shares was saying, The uh, they set up compulsory... Super schemes in the private sector made it compulsory for people to have to be in these schemes, and that m- meant that the the retirement gap between men and women diminished a whole lot because the women would had to be in the scheme, and whereas apparently before that quite a few of them weren't or mm. weren't weren't very fully involved, so that was something to think about. Um, employers were being urged by quite a few different people to continue their contributions to KiwiSaver for people who are on parental leave. Yeah. And um one suggestion was um Pushpa Wood, who who's uh um, with Massey University, she said rather than just saying to employers, continue that pay while the person's on leave, go to them and say, could you perhaps continue to do twenty or twenty-five percent of the work you're doing now? while you're on leave. Mm. You know, we, we could negotiate some particular part of your, your yeah. current job that you continue to do while you're on leave. And
0: even if you're just m- monitoring the company inbox, for example, yeah. replying to things within 24 hours—that's right—it might be achievable. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: something like that. That's quite flexible. And in exchange for that, we'll continue your KiwiSaver contributions mm. while you're on parental leave. So that's a sort of when. How much would the
0: KiwiSaver contribute? It's only three cents in the dollar, or something, isn't it? It's, Four cents. Yes,
1: three percent. Yeah. Of so you'd want it to be three percent of their pay before they go on the leave. You'd want to yeah. continue it to be three percent of that not you you know you're they're only working twenty percent of the time so they yeah, would drop down yeah, yeah, to twenty yeah. percent of their pay that wouldn't you, be too much would it no no it wouldn't I agree I think you know there are ways that if that, you that, had a
0: hundred thousand dollars a year that'd be yes. fifteen hundred dollars over six months. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. So it's not a heck of a lot. Mm. And 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 then it enables the person to get the government contribution too because they're mm. continuing to put into KiwiSaver. So that's the sort of thing that could make quite a big difference. And and some some people, um, usually women, are taking several years out too with little children. It's not just the six months. So that's where they can make a big difference yeah. to their KiwiSaver totals in the end. Um, the There was a lot of emphasis on the gender pay gap um, that was that that expression kept coming up because you know, the the research that's found that it's not just that women um are tend to have lower average education or work fewer hours and when you allow for all of that there still is a pay gap where women are tending to get Less than men. And one person said, Look, any individual employer, a lot of them will say, Oh no, that doesn't happen in my workplace. But the overall data shows that it does happen. Mm. And so they're the challenging employers to look more closely at what's really going on in their workplace and, and um That
0: does seem to be changing in big organizations. Yes,
1: it, yeah it is. And and that was But they're reporting it. Yeah, there's there's a lot a lot a lot of these things are sort of happening, but it'd be good if they Happened faster, really. <laughs> it, it's um, so so that was a challenge to employers. Then the financial industry itself. One person was pointing out the importance of giving positive messages out there to people in KiwiSaver and in, in other financial respects, rather than negative messages, um, because they people respond much better to be being told stories of people who've done well with their finances etc rather than saying if you stay in the low low risk scheme you'll end up with less money that doesn't work very well you want you want more positive stuff um, and the financial industry being told to fix up its financial language really to 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 use much simpler terms yeah. just say to people we're just talking about money here <laughs> we're not talking about complicated this is and that's and yeah. average this is and that's and and finally, one other, um, one of the KiwiSaver providers said that the providers, when they're talking to one another, are talking about who's performed better, who's, whose funds have earned higher percentage returns. He said it would be much better if we looked at member outcomes, if we were competing for member outcomes, female and male, mm-hmm. but we're just sort of looking at typical outcomes of people in our funds rather than, just looking at the returns in themselves, because then that takes into account getting people into the right risk level for them, right. and and encouraging them to continue contributing. Yeah. No
0: point if your growth fund is returning twelve percent if half the people in there shouldn't be in there. Yeah, well, yes. same with the conservative fund. Same right? with the, mm. with
1: the low risk ones. Yes, that's yeah. very interesting. So, so just yes. hearing
0: you talk about that, it maybe wonder if big, big organisations in particular. Should have someone whose job it is just to sit down with each employee once a year and say, you know, hey, what's your KiwiSaver situation? Wouldn't that
1: be great? And it wouldn't. I don't know if it's a to... job
0: of your employer or not, but I think that's what most people need and want, right? If they know nothing, they yes. want they want a trusted person to come and answer some questions. It's a really and...
1: good idea that actually, yes, and mm. and some and. You know, don't speak the jargon. Just say, look, how, what Kiwi fund are you in? Are you contributing, number one? Because there's a hell of a lot of people who aren't. Mm. And, um, and could you contribute a bit more, perhaps? How are you feeling about where you're heading towards retirement? Yeah. Because it would probably only take sort of 15 minutes, half an hour per person. Some of them less. Some of them would say, look, I'm, yeah. it's all under control, I'm fine. Or
0: half an hour when you join the firm and kind of yes. 10, 15 minutes each year after that. Yeah, it'd
1: be terrific, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah, I guess the question
0: yeah. is how they pay for themselves, but...
1: Yes. Anyway. I mean possibly providers could be doing more of that too although the good thing about employers doing it is it's people you know and trust mm. and you might feel a bit less embarrassed by saying I don't know what you're talking about. Um and you know, also
0: providers have skin in the game too.
1: Yes. Mm. They, they absolutely do. But providers you know keep they've been handed so many good profits out of KiwiSaver. I mean, when you look at the the companies that were, they were offering managed funds before KiwiSaver mm. came along. They've just done so much better since then yeah. because of KiwiSaver, because the government set up the scheme and is contributing to it and employers are contributing to it. And so the providers, I think, I mean, they're not reducing their fees as, as fast as they should, and it would be really good if some of them were somehow or other getting these conversations going more as well Mm. yeah
0: okay before you go i was just googling something while you were um chatting about uh, there and um that scam potential scam that we talked about yes uh, at the beginning of our conversation i've just looked up um the name of that purported bitcoin scheme on on google and the first um The first result is their website, and the second result is the Financial Markets Authority, which is a New Zealand government organisation. And if you click on that, it says that um, they've issued a warning about this firm. We're concerned that this group and the websites attached to them may be operating a scam. Um, They are advertising fake news with New Zealand, fake news articles featuring a New Zealand celebrity. Uh, it's not a product that's available for trading wow. and they are not permitted to provide financial services in New Zealand. So It's a very clear answer to that. It's it,
1: very clear. And the the message from that is for everyone to do what you just did, simply Google their name. And, and actually, it's quite good also to Google their name and Google scam mm. with it because then you're more likely to come up with that sort of stuff. But when the Financial Markets Authority is saying that, well, <laughs> stay right away. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mary, great to have you in. Thank you so much. Thanks,
1: Jason.
0: Uh, just a reminder, Mary's at uh, in Carterton uh, next Thursday morning at the Carterton Events Centre, and it's free if you'd like to go along and have an audience in person, something I'm lucky enough to do every fortnight on a Thursday afternoon. You can listen to our previous conversations on our website on the podcast's page, and we've covered all sorts of uh, different money topics over the years.